With Virgin Media, you can build up the entertainment and tear down the price. Switch to Virgin Media today and get super-fast broadband and TV for just €49 a month for an awesome 12 months. The sale that stacks up. Now on. See virginmedia.ie and check out how our mobile sales stacks up too. T's and C's apply. See virginmedia.ie. 12-month contract. Offer ends 27th of February 2019. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Fish Jokes of Fantasy Football Podcast, and that's not just because we're off the hook. Christian, I didn't want to do the Fish Jokes of Fantasy Football Podcast. (laughs) Yeah, but I did, so that's what we are today. And so, my name's Christian Brito, joining me... As always, the one, the only, the sophisticated Dale DeMott. Yeah, uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, This episode is also live on Periscope. Uh, We will try to do the entire episode, maybe every Thursday, live on Periscope. We'll see how it works. Um, We will try to get to some questions of people, you know, on Periscope. We're, I said Periscope like 10 times already, I'm sorry. Uh, But we are going to go over our rankings today. If you guys are curious and trying to go through some sit and starts, um, go to our website, eatsleepfantasy.com slash rankings, or just go to eatsleepfantasy.com and find it from there. Um, They look really fancy on uh, Periscope. It looks good, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, By the way, Christian, uh, which fish can perform operations? I don't know. Sturgeon. I can do it too. <laughs> okay. All right. That's good, man. All right. I know you had another one for me before the show started. Can you give me that one? Uh, what, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, yeah. How do you make an octopus laugh? I know this one, but I'll with ten, let you give it to our listeners. With 10 tickles. 10 tickles. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> Like I All said, right. like I said, we are doing our rankings episode. Uh, if you guys are listening to us for the first time, you can find us on uh, iTunes and your all your podcast platforms. We're having a problem with Stitcher for a while, and I figured it out. So I hope it's all fixed. If you guys haven't been getting our podcast consistently on Stitcher, I fixed that problem, so we're good to go. Probably because we had the wrong RSS feed. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's all taken yep. care of. Uh, also, don't forget if you carve a th- ESF themed pumpkin pumpkin uh we'll, we're giving away a t-shirt or something so yep. it's uh if you guys take a picture of a pumpkin carved with a theme of our podcast um you could win something so yep and I know Dale mentioned we're going to be talking about our rankings today and previewing a little bit about what's going to happen this weekend in fantasy football but before we get any further in our show I wanted to tell our listeners about draft and the draft app uh Listen, you can already join the over half a million people that have downloaded Draft, like Dale and myself, that love to play Draft every week. If you want to win money from Dale or lose money to me, you know, either way, that seems like how it's going every week. Uh, You can do so by downloading, go to iTunes, go to your, you know, App Store, go to Google Play, download the Draft app, use our promo code, and eat sleep fantasy. You'll get an entry into a real money $3 game. If you make a deposit and you don't like draft, they're offering new listeners a money back guarantee. Nobody does that up to $100 of your actual money. So search draft, play us. My actual, you know, follow name is ESF Brito. If you want to play me, if you want to play Dale, ESF Dale. Yep. Yep. Take some of our money. Maybe I'll make a couple bucks. I think uh, I did some math. I'm pretty sure I'm even for the season. So I'm okay with that. I, I had a really bad week a couple weeks ago. Um, I, cause I won kind of big one week and then I went all in the next and I lost it, but now yeah. I'm back, I'm back to even. So I'm going to go this big this week. 
because I am four right. times my money this, nope. this nope. season. That's how they get you. They get you every time, and then you're going to lose all your money. And then you're going to yeah, start deducting it from the, the money, pod- If I bet half the money, I'm still double my money. You're going to start deducting it from the podcast funds, and then we're going to get into a big fight. And then- right, because that's what you're doing, which is totally not okay, <laughs> by the way. It's not okay that you're using our podcast <laughs> funds for your draft app while I'm using my personal funds. I don't understand that. It's business expense, man. And look, any money I make, it'll go right back to the podcast. Bam. It's a win-win. Yeah, you know what? Uh, who's the podcast... Uh, incorporated under armando yeah armando <laughs> that that <laughs> makes we, no no sense no, by the way i don't no, know why we did it that way I don't but either. good thing is we're doing whatever it. money i make i'm gonna write off as a podcast income yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> uh also guys um there was something else i needed to tell you but i don't remember now oh well oh, great awesome yeah super prepared dale yeah Christian, uh, do you want to get into some rankings? I think people, uh, we had a lot of sit and start questions um, over light yesterday and today. I posted the rankings, and then when I post the link for the rankings, people reply to it with a sit and start question. So I kind of want to go over maybe our top 10 or 15, uh, and then maybe just bounce around a little bit in each position, uh, give, give um, give people some goods today. Give them the goods. Yeah, absolutely. And you know where people can find our rankings, Dale? People can find our rankings, eatsleepfantasy.com slash rankings. Yes, sir. Easy. Yeah, it is easy. Look at these updated rankings. Oh, man, all of these updated today. Bam. Beautiful. Look at that. And yesterday. So, Look at that. All right, so let's get them started, Dale. Um, tell me. Our number one consensus quarterback. You have him at two. I have him at one. I don't feel great about it, but against San Francisco, Carson Wentz. Any reason why anyone should be even remotely afraid of starting Carson Wentz this week? No, no. I mean, that's why we should maybe bounce around a little bit. Carson Wentz, he's playing against San Francisco. I have met two just because I like Tom Brady a lot at the Chargers uh, versus the Chargers this week, so... Um, okay. I don't have a problem with you ranking him one. Armando ranked him one as well. I don't have a problem with that. I just, uh, I'm tempering my expectations. I don't think he could be number one quarterback two weeks in a row. After last week's debacle, Cam Newton is seven for all three of us in our rankings behind Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Kirk Cousins. Then Cam Newton comes in at seven. Yeah. This uh, matchup. You know- okay, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say this is going to be the best matchup in the NFL, Cam Newton versus Tampa Bay this week. So, um, right. yeah, I I like Cam Newton a lot. I actually just picked him up in one of or not actually in our league of record. So, I'm happy about. It. I'm right. kind of because I fantasy sports kind of makes you fans of people that you normally wouldn't be. All of a sudden, I traded for Cam Newton, and all of a sudden, right. I'm Cam Newton's biggest fan. It's weird how that works, but he has a good matchup. You can't deny it against Tampa Bay, the worst. Uh, the worst defense against the pat uh, against a quarterback. So seven, eight sounds uh, sounds about right to me. Right, and so Cam Newton. I, this feels like a bounce back game for him. This feels like a get right game for Cam Newton with Tampa Bay. Um, their their matchup adjusted fantasy points allowed. They're dead last. Like this is the best possible matchup for Cam Newton. So if he doesn't get it right this week, then I start to maybe inch my hand towards that panic alarm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he he had three good games in a row, not last not last week, but the three weeks before then, he did very well, 20-plus fantasy points per game. So, yeah, I think it's – I mean, bounce back. I mean, he just had a crappy game against Chicago. That's all there was to it. But we'll we'll see. We'll ho- Hopefully he, uh, he gets strong again this week. Going a little further – down our list, I, I want to talk about Andy Dalton because he's a guy right there at number eight. And unfortunately, Armando's not here, but you and I have him at nine. And I'm, I'm looking a little bit more at this. Armando has him number four. And so that jumped out to me. And I went in and I looked at Dalton's numbers. Since the miserable first two weeks, he's been pretty good. Now, I know last week only 140 passing yards, but gave you, again, two touchdowns, and he's gotten you double-digit fantasy points every single week. Um, 
And if you remove those first two weeks, I mean, week one is destroying his numbers in which he had sure. negative three fantasy points. Yeah. Um, yeah. That doesn't help. <laughs> that doesn't help. And uh, week two, he had nine points. But since then, 16, 28, 13, Pittsburgh's defense has been very solid. Buffalo's defense has been very solid, and he still put up double-digit fantasy points. Sure. Now, this week, he's playing Indy. Like, this is a Great very matchup. another very good matchup. And Andy Dalton seems like he's getting he's getting back into his stride, his his form from maybe what we saw two years ago after those brutal first two weeks. So, what do you does this make you feel even you know a little bit more confident? I, he's inside our top ten already. I don't I don't think I could put him any higher than that, just because I don't I don't trust him enough. But I think it could be a big week for him. Look. I like Andy Dalton against good matchups, and that's all there is to it. When he's playing a bottom-ranked defense like Indianapolis is, I'm okay starting him as a quarterback one, and this week I am. He's nine for me, like you said. So it's it's only because of the good matchup. Andy Dalton is a kind of guy who has an asterisk next to his numbers every single year, whether it be you know a big receiver going out, uh, his tight end going out, you know something happening with him being injured or in, you know hobbled through the season. It's always something. So I am uh, I always temper my expectations with Andy Dalton because it's always something. But he has a good matchup coming off playing a couple good games. I have no problem uh, starting him as a quarterback one. Good streamer, probably one of the better streamer options this week. In uh, okay, so I 100% agree with what you just said about Dalton. Good streaming option, good starting option, and good matchups. Uh, but, you know, just beware a little bit. Um, I think you could potentially get a huge game. But again, he does have just as much propensity to bust as he does to blow up. All right. Yeah. So since he's become the starter, I'm going to read you these fantasy points, and you're going to tell me who this is. Okay. 17.7, 20.1, 33.7, 33.5, 21 .3. This is a four-point passing touchdown scoring that I just read you. Uh, you know, over that time span, the best in the league. Who did I just talk about? Mm, I don't know. Josh McCown? Really? I don't know. Deshaun Ooh. Watson. Oh, of course. All right. <clears throat> and so, Deshaun Watson, coming off a bye, you like that, but he's at Seattle. You don't like that. Seattle, for much for everything that's been said about their defense, is allowing the second fewest fantasy points. They're the second most difficult matchup adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. And so while Watson has been an absolute beast, he's kind of middle of the road in our rankings, coming in at fourteen. Yeah. What are you doing with Deshaun Watson? I got him thirteen, you got him fifteen. Yeah. I I look the the Seattle scares me. And let's not forget, I know he's been playing great. I, he's a really good quarterback. And I, I think this is probably the lowest I've had him in weeks, actually. Don't, he's still a rookie quarterback. He's good, but he's, you know, he's a rookie, and he's going to make rookie mistakes against an, a, a passing defense like this. Uh, I am tempering my expectations. If you have him, you probably have another quarterback, maybe. But um, I don't know. Even, even ranking him at 14-15, you could still start him. And, and feel okay. I mean, the 14th, 15th best quarterback uh, for the week is not going to lose your matchup. Okay, so if you got Andy Dalton and you got Deshaun Watson, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm playing Andy Dalton, and this is this is what streamers is all, streaming is all about, right? I mean, if I you got to play Andy Dalton, I guess, right? Right. Okay. And then here is one point of dissension between you and me, and this is where. I got some questions for you, and that's Philip Rivers. You're a little bit low on him this week. He's playing New England, okay? Sure. Uh, I know he, you know, he's he hasn't had the greatest season, but you know, two touchdowns against Denver looks solid. You know, I know it's not you know the typical 300 yards, you know, comeback type of Philip Rivers that we're used to seeing, but you know, it's it's he's been solid enough, right? He's averaging 15.8 fantasy points per game. Uh, he's looked better after since he played Kansas City back in week three. Everything from then on has been solid. But you seem to be much lower on him. Armando has him three this week. I have him eight. You got him down at 12. Just barely a starting quarterback for you this week, Philip Rivers. Tell me why. Yeah, 
Uh, New England has been a great matchup. New England is a great matchup, and uh, their is it their middle linebacker uh, is out for this game at least. I, maybe he might be out for the season too. Um, man, I am do not remember his name at all. Uh, Hightower, I think. Anyway, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, Philip Rivers. I it's a good matchup. There's just other guys. I mean, Matt Ryan's playing against the Jets. Cam Newton, like we already talked about, playing Tampa Bay. There's some other really good options this week that I'm starting over. Kirk Cousins has Dallas. Those guys, I'd, I'd just rather have over Phillip Rivers. Now, it gets a little closer when you're talking about Jameis Winston against Carolina, Alex Smith against Denver, although Denver isn't great against the pass. You know, I have him ranked. I have both of them ranked above Phillip Rivers. So, Okay. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. I, think I, I don't know. There's just, there's just there's too many guys that I like better. And I've learned not to trust Phillip Rivers. solidly start Phillip Rivers with confidence this week. I think he's a top eight quarterback, and you you only worry about one thing. This game is at New England. And so sure. that um, sometimes can be not the best scenario with a West Coast team traveling east. Not always the best, but New England, right. great matchup. I'm digging it. I'm okay with him as a starter this week. All right, so last guy... I want to talk about at the quarterback position. Uh, we, as a consensus, have him at 20. I have him 18. You have him 18. Armando has him at 20. So he comes in at 20. And that's Josh McCown. He's been very solid, surprisingly so. And I'm trying to see, for me, how far up I can sneak him into my rankings because he's playing. A decent matchup this week against Atlanta. Yep. Atlanta's defense is bottom half. It's not it's not the worst, but it's a bottom half pass defense. And Josh McCown has been super solid. And he's a guy that I think you can now start to consider as a weekly plug-and-play type guy. Last three weeks, 194 yards, two touchdowns against Cleveland, 354 yards, and two touchdowns against New England, 209 yards, and three touchdowns against Miami. In comes Atlanta. I think you can... Probably bank on another couple touchdowns this week. What do you think yeah. about Josh McCown? Look, Josh McCown has uh, made himself a solid streaming option. This is what, uh, by the way, we appreciate everybody's questions on Periscope. We will get to I them soon. We I totally <laughs> forgot we were on video. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll just be out we'll, here. Just we'll get to your questions yeah. in just a few minutes. We're going to go through some rankings and then we'll take some questions. So if you want to hang out. Uh, just for a little bit longer, and uh, we'll we'll spend some time talking to you guys. Um, so yeah, jo- Josh McCown. He, like I said, he's a solid streamer now. He, he's put together a couple good games, but this is what the quarterback <laughs> position has. What? <laughs> Have you noticed when it's somebody you don't want to talk about, you sigh. You're doing that consistently now. Really? Every time I mention every time I mention the Browns, you sigh. Every time I mention something to do with the Jets' offense, you sigh. <laughs> I didn't realize that. It's only when it's players you don't like. You're like, <sighs> and you totally don't realize you're doing it, which well, is fantastic. Well, you know what? Uh, my my uh, personality is pretty. Um, pretty positive and so it kind of hurts me to be so negative but when i'm going to be negative like i feel it and i feel bad for myself saying talking so negative right anyways fair enough yeah so this is what the quarterback position is all about that the 16th 17th 18th best quarterback is still going to get you some points it's still going to score two maybe three touchdowns even if you're lucky so this is what it's all about i got a question for you and this is probably not relevant to our podcast but it is relevant to the people watching on Periscope, what's up with the penguin in the background? It is... Oh, yeah, I have some weird stuff in the background. <laughs> it's like a whole story right there. Uh, it is a puffin. My... Long story, but my parents got it from Alaska for... It's like a carving of a puffin from Alaska that my parents got us uh, when they went on their trip. Long backstory to that I'll get into later. And then in the okay. background, I also have like... A uh, baby with a mother and father. I think we got that for I don't know when when Didn't Beatrice. Ask about that. Yeah, when Beatrice was born. Mm-hmm. I Didn't have some, ask about Beatrice. <laughs> I have some ESF T-shirts in the background there. What's left? Those I are have, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and I have some raffle tickets from our uh, conference that we went to hanging up there. So 
Anyway, someone on Periscope suggested that you put a blunt in your oh, penguin's mouth, mouth, and that yeah, sounds very interesting. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a good joke. Speaking of good jokes, Dale, I got some for you. You ready for this? Okay. What did the salmon say when he swam into a wall? Damn. What? No? Not doing it for you? I didn't hear damn. you. Damn, like it's, you didn't hear the joke? Oh, damn, damn. Okay, okay, I got it. Okay, I got it. I got it. Sorry, I'm just slow. hit a damn. That's good. Yeah, I got it. Get it? That's All good. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then, why did the octopus cross the road? Uh, I don't know why. To get to the other tide. Oh, okay. That's a good one. All right. I'm done. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, again, for joining us on Periscope. We appreciate it. Um, oops. Sorry. All right. I think I so let's continue here, and let's move on to our running back rankings, Dale. All right. Awesome. No no surprise here at the top. Lev Bell, Zeke, LaShawn McCoy, and Melvin Gordon. Um, let's Let's start off here. With a guy who's been very solid, great this season, um, but hasn't scored in a while. And so while he's still getting you double-digit fantasy points, while he's still going to be solidly in your lineup, he's playing Denver this week. What are you doing with Kareem Hunt? Are you worried at all with the matchup, with the team allowing the fewest fantasy points to, to running backs? Yeah, I am. I am. I know Armando has him at 11, which is nuts. Uh, I know Denver is stout. I think Kansas City can still move the ball enough to give Kareem Hunt opportunity to score. And not only, don't forget, not only does Kareem Hunt run the ball very well, he catches the ball very well, you know, as well. Okay. Does he do anything else well? (laughs) Because you just want to use that word a lot, apparently. (laughs) Look, we're live, and I'm nervous because I'm I'm looking at our screen, and I see that people are giving us hearts and all that stuff. So thank you for tapping the hearts on Periscope. I'm not okay. used to being. Let me see how this works. Oh, look at that. That's cool. They just gave us like five of them. Nice. Thanks. Okay. Um, here. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you something to look. Look at Melvin Gordon's numbers last week. Okay. Melvin Gordon has given you double digit fantasy points. In the in five out of the first six games, he did so. Denver comes to town, he gets you four fantasy points. That's it. Yeah. So I think Kareem Hunt is a good comp to him because he's basically a huge instrument in the offense, a huge part of the offense. I worry a little bit. Yeah. I still think Kareem Hunt is super solid. He's not gonna. Pre- he's pretty much not gonna be outside of my top ten at all, regardless of matchup this entire season. Sure. He's shown me enough that every single week he's going to get double-digit fantasy points. He's got 100 total yards in every single game. The only thing that's been missing is the touchdowns. So maybe he salvages, maybe that corrects himself itself and he salvages your, your season, your game this week with a touchdown. Just don't expect a huge game. Like, you gotta, you got to roll with him. Like, I don't see a scenario that you don't roll with Kareem Hunt in your lineup. But no. just know he is playing Denver, and you're not going to get a huge week. Yeah, if you have him, you're starting him. I don't care who you, I don't really care who you have, unless you have Lev Bell and Lashawn McCoy. Right, and so this week, just temporary expectations. Okay, I'm going to move on to somebody that I feel like we need to talk about a little bit more, and I'm I'm glad that his name is is popping out to me to talk about him now. Since Adrian Peterson left, Mark Ingram is lighting it up. Week 6, 114 yards and two touchdowns. Week 7, 105 yards and a touchdown. Now he's playing Chicago, middle of the road, rush defense. It's not a great matchup, not a terrible matchup, just right there, smack dab in the middle. Mm-hmm. But we both, all three of us, have him as a solid top 10 option this week. He comes in at number six among our running back rankings. You got him at five. I got him at seven. Why are you so yeah. high on Mark Ingram? <laughs> uh, I just like what I'm saying. Man, I He's thought I was high on Like, I I feel uncomfortable, and you got him <laughs> higher than I do. Yeah. No, I mean, look, he's playing Chicago, which, like you said, is middle-of-the-road defense. Um, I think the Saints' offense is running a lot more. I know that um, – 
Alvin Kamara is catching the ball a ton, but so is Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is he's yep. Kamara is not really taking too much away from Mark Ingram. It's just added bonus what Kamara is doing. So I think Mark Ingram is running very well. I think I think the Saints will control <laughs> there this goes game. That word again. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the Saints are going to play. The Saints are going to come to play, and it's all about game script. So right. It's, and it's the surprising thing is like. He's being incredibly efficient yeah. as a runner because he's still I mean it's not like his numbers his snap count is jumping up because his 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 snap percentage is is still, you know, hovering around 55 56% depending on the game. Uh so it's not like he's getting a ton a ton more work but what you just said like those catches are still there like you I feel like you just took me to church and I'm just in the background, like, amen. Like everything you're saying just is hitting the mark, like five catches, four catches every single week. Yeah. And if you're in a PPR league, Mark Ingram is a monster these past couple of weeks. And I just don't see it stopping. He's, right. he's instrumental to this offense. And that's no knock to the Kamara owner, which I think you could solidly play as a low end RB two every week. But Mark Ingram is, is super value yeah. right now at the running back position. Yeah, no, I agree. Right. And I, I did struggle between Mark Ingram and Devonta Freeman. I know we're splitting hairs here because I have uh, Freeman ranked right after Ingram, and I really, I, I really struggle with that decision there. So I might regret that, but I have Freeman right after Mark Ingram against the Jets. But we'll see how that goes. The next guy I think we need to talk about, and uh, the reason, and the only reason I think he's ranked so highly for us this week. And I'm not comfortable with it, and I'm probably going to lower him because I, I I don't believe in this guy. Is Joe Mixon, right? He's coming in inside of our top ten this week. He's barely sneaking in there. I need to lower him in my own rankings. But what are you doing with Joe Mixon? I'm sorry, not top ten. Our top fifteen. He's coming in at thirteen. Initially, yeah. I, I like to do a lot look, at the rankings. So he came in at ten for me personally. What are you doing sure. with him? Yeah, no, I have him as a top 12. I have him right at 12 for me among running backs. This is a game where Joe Mixon can really show. I mean, he's playing Indianapolis, I think the worst or second to worst uh, defense against the run. Mm-hmm. If, you know, he's shown that he can be pretty productive the last couple of weeks. I don't have a problem starting him in Indianapolis. Um, right. Not a problem. Not a problem with me. He's been playing well. Yeah, and so he is probably going to stay within my top 18. You know, worst case scenario, top 24 running back. Solely based on matchup. And he's getting plenty of work. So week three, I'll give you his number, his rushing numbers, his total work actually, since week three. Double digit touches at least in every single week. But week three, 21 touches. Week four, uh... Week four, he had 21 touches as well. Week five, 15 touches. He had a bye in week six. Week seven, 10 touches. But here's what he's doing with those. 62 rushing yards, 29 rushing yards, 51 rushing yards, 48 rushing yards. He's only averaging 39 rushing yards a game this season, even though he's had double-digit touches in every single game this year. Yeah, And so... I think the promise and the days of Joe Mixon maybe are coming. And if he doesn't do it this week, then I'm just, I'm out on the guy because this is the best possible matchup that you're going to get outside of San Francisco. So if he doesn't do it this week, like I'm done with Joe personally. Uh, But because the matchup is so good, I have somewhat of a confidence. I'll risk it for one week. I think he's going to get you enough points to be a borderline RB1. I will start him with some confidence this week, but that's all I got to say about the guy. Look, I mean, with with this matchup, I mean, you're you're talking about possibly ranking. There's no way I'm ranking Lamar Miller ahead of him at playing against Seattle. Uh, I don't trust Jarek McKinnon, although he is playing Cleveland. I, I think it's more of a Latavius Murray role again. Um, so there's right. not very many people that I'm ranking ahead of Joe Mixon at this point. All right. I get it, and that's <laughs> a lot of my running back rankings, unless the guys are a super stud or a super dud, are based off of matchups. Like, 
out of any other position, when I'm looking at fantasy points allowed, running back is the one that just immediately pops out to me outside of the Lev Bell, Zeeks, and Kareem Hunts. Um, everybody else, I'm just looking at matchup. And so that's the reason why, you know, you see, for me, a Joe Mixon sneaks into my top 12 because of this beautiful matchup. Uh, right. but, and, but and, and by the way, I mean, you know, I did mention – uh, Seattle is kind of sneaky, and we did get a, a comment here on Facebook that Seattle hasn't been uh, very good against a the run. They actually have been good against a run. It's a really bad matchup. Seattle gives up uh, the ninth most points to running backs. So, um, you know, it, I am I am nervous about Lamar Miller this week. Okay, so let's then let's talk about Lamar Miller then, because you just traded away Lamar Miller this week. I thought you, I thought you did a pretty good job. I, I like the trade that you made, Lamar Miller, when you traded him for Tyreek Hill. Sure. But a lot of people might not like that trade. And so playing this week, Seattle, I'm slightly higher than you are, but we both have him as a middle-of-the-road RB2, not an RB1. How do you feel about Lamar Miller this week? Yeah, I mean, he does have one thing going for him. He's coming off a bye. The game plan is going to be solid against Seattle, so that helps him. They had an extra week to prepare. Um, And Lamar Miller, he's been consistent, but he hasn't been consistently great. You know, I mean, he's... He he's really dependent on his touchdown if he's going to perform as an RB1 because he's not going to get the yardage that we need. Um, I'm not too worried. I know a lot of people are worried about Foreman coming in in the red zone. That's really not an issue yet. Lamar, It's still Lamar's game to, to work inside the 20 as well. But Deshaun Watson's playing very well, and that passing game seems to be working. Um, I think uh, DeAndre Hopkins actually has more targets probably than Lamar Miller has opportunities in the red zone. So. It's just, it's just the okay. way the offense works. Now, with Seattle, it's kind of a pick-your-poison because they're great still against the pass, and they're pretty good against the run in terms of fantasy points. Not They're not the, wor- the worst. They're not a vaunted defense against the run. I don't think it's a terrible matchup like you're saying, but it is bad. And so that's Lamar Miller is not a guy that I think is matchup-proof, and that's the reason he's an RB2 for me. But he's not a guy that I'm out on. I don't think he's going to have a terrible week. And I think he's going to get plenty of opportunity because I don't see Watson lighting it up this week. That's why I'm much more conservative in my ranking of Watson this week. Um, But Lamar Miller, I think you can still play him and be okay unless you have three options better than, you know, a top 16, 18 running back, which you might. There are some leagues where where that's possible. Um, But I think you're still going to have to play him and, you know, it's a guy that I, I'm okay with. You know, I, I don't hate him this week. He's a guy that I yeah. might actually slip, you know. Ju- he's going to get more. He's going to get the opportunity. I think he's a better running back than Joe Mixon, right? Mm-hmm. So he's a guy that, as as I continue looking at my rankings, he might be a guy that, that jumps ahead of Joe Mixon, for example. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Can we talk about uh, Chris Thompson for a second? Okay, I, let's I talk about at, Chris Thompson. I have him at 10, which sounds crazy for Chris Thompson. I don't think I've ever ranked Chris Thompson even near that. But I do have him right. at 10, going against Dallas. Really good right. matchup, I think. Um, bottom 10 in rush defense. Mm-hmm. He Chris Thompson hasn't lit it up. I mean, the two games ago against San Francisco, he had a ton of touches or a ton of carries. He had 16 carries, only 33 yards, which sucked, I know. Um, but last week he had over 20 touches or just at 20 touches last week. I think if any, if the, if the backfield is going to go any direction, it's going to be in Chris Thompson's direction this week. I don't have faith that P Ryan or Kelly are going to do anything. And, um, if if this offense is going to move, it's going to move through Chris Thompson. I think he's Chris Thompson. I think Chris Thompson's the biggest offensive weapon on that team right now. Here's two stats that I think should make you feel comfortable more comfortable with Chris Thompson, regardless of his total number of touches. And these are them. Stat, snap percentage. Snap percentage is now over 50% for Chris Thompson. Even though you coming into the season, it seemed like he was just going to be the third down back, the pass, you know, pass catching and pass blocking back. No, that's not the case. He's on the field half the time. And those numbers since week four, and especially since their buy in week five, have gone way up because he started the season around 40% snap percentage. Last three weeks, 52%, 61%, 
58%. That's a lot of time to spend on the field as a running back. And so, like you mentioned, two weeks ago, 20, 20 touches. Last week, 12 touches. As a pass-catching back, and especially in PPR leagues, he's got to be a top 50. You know, he's a top 10 guy in PPR leagues. Top 15, I have him 15 in standard leagues. And this is what you're getting in terms of, even in a standard league, double-digit fantasy points in every game but one. The floor is so solid with this guy that you can just feel comfortable every single week playing him. Sure. I'm sorry. I brought it with the enthusiasm for that guy. No, that's great. I like it. It's because he was on our podcast. <laughs> Chris Thompson, he's uh, he's our best friend. Let's move on to some wide receivers. How about our that? Best, our best friend. Okay, stop. One, stop saying how about that because I need to get this out of your system. <laughs> I can't stop. I, I say it like in my normal life. Sorry. All right. Just switch it. Like, just make it like how you like them apples or something. Just anything other than that. Okay. Before we uh, before we move on, let's uh, hear some feedback from Periscope. Um, so, if you guys have anything to say on Periscope, you can uh, you can ask us or comment. Um, I I suck at looking right that. at the camera, so don't comment on our camera work. We're working on it. Okay. Um, but if I you guys looked at the camera once. No, well, I'm kind of looking Ooh. in that direction. What's wrong? Hey, you know, you can see who gives us hearts. Oh, okay. Who gave like us leading most hearts? the pack is John and Robinson, giving us 71 hearts. Nice. Penguin or Toucan Our... behind Dale? That that is a puffin. So you're wrong. Hey, men, four twelve. Um, that is a puffin from Alaska. Is it a puffin that... a type of penguin? Uh, no, I think a puffin flies. Okay. Is a <laughs> you don't have to look into a penguin. You, uh, speaking of um, water animals, do you know how fish know how much they weigh? Because they have scales. Oh man, oh, man. <laughs> how did I not get that one? That's frustrating. I should have got that. That's good. Um, yeah, the puffin. Maybe we should make the puffin our mascot. That's a Eat Sleep Fantasies mascot. Um, um, it does have our colors, the black and orange and white. Yeah, see. That kind of want... works. I would... It's just as cute as a penguin, but it flies. And no, they are not in the same family of of, of birds, apparently. No. So you're right. Yeah, see? Wait, who's not a family of birds? Who's not in the same family no. as birds? Puffins are not in the same bird family. So penguins belong to a family, a bird family called... Sphenicidae. Okay, we don't Puffins care. Okay, you you lost to me. Alcidae. You lost. All me. right, I just I had to look at fucking whatever, man. You're <laughs> out here telling fish jokes. All right, let's. Uh, I guess hey, we can go ahead hey, and move hey, on. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. What? What do you cross? What do you get when you cross a banker with a fish? Uh, I don't know what. A lone shark. Do the do the Steelers force feed Hunter to prove a point to Bryant? What? The Steelers force feed Hunter. Uh, I would be. I would uh, feel like they might force feed Brown or Juju. Juju. Juju but I think. I'm not sure about Hunter. Maybe more work for Bell and Brown, and uh, a little bit more work for Juju. Maybe we get a Jesse James sighting. You know, not feeling Ju- for Hunter. I think Juju will benefit the most from Brian. Do you want to say his name because it's kind of fun? Juju Smith-Schuster. Isn't it cool saying his name? It is. I like that guy, just based on his name. It is. All right, so let's let's get into the, the wide receiver position. Juju, let's start from the bottom. Juju Smith-Schuster coming in as our 32nd ranked wide receiver. You have him inside your top 24. So tell me, tell me about this because this is super relevant to the listener question that we just got on Periscope. Why is Juju Smith-Schuster... Uh, a top 24 wide receiver for you. Yeah. Um, okay. So the Lions coming off a of bye, they'd have, uh, it's a decent matchup for them. Can you hear me? Can you I hear, hear you. Okay? I'm nodding my head. Okay. okay I hear sorry. you. Yeah. So uh, it's a decent matchup for them, but they are coming off a of bye. I think that um, Detroit plays their outside receivers fairly well. And Juju Smith Schuster 
is going to have a, uh, a decent day. I think definitely worthy of at least a top 30, uh, 30 performance. I have him just ranked, I believe, just outside of like guys like Ted Ginn, T.Y. Hilton, Deshaun Jackson, I believe. Okay. So let's say you had to make a decision here. You got Juju Smith-Schuster on your team, right? Pretty good matchup this week. Uh, team possibly trying to prove a point. And you got, coming off an injury, Stefan Diggs, who's a limited participant in practice on Thursday. You know, you're not sure how you know how much of a go, how how you know equipped Stefan Diggs is going to be. You have Schuster ahead of Diggs, so you're saying you're not as comp. You're the lowest ranker on here on this week on Diggs at 32. You'd rather have Schuster this week. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm. I mean, I'm just not confident on Diggs. I mean, this kind of injury can linger. I know he says he's back and better, but I'm. I'm not trusting it yet. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, I'm kind of with you. I have uh, Stefan Diggs at 30 in wide receivers. I think he's a you know a wide receiver three this week. I don't think he's going to get the full complement of work, but he is a guy that I think can make a big play and, and make your week. Maybe Thielen gets a you know a bunch of targets again this week, and just having Diggs on the other side of the field might help him you know get back in you know the. Oh my God. What's the phrase I'm looking for? It doesn't matter. But Armando is a believer in Diggs, and I wish he was here because he has him at 11. And I think that's something, you know, worth noting that Diggs was great before he got hurt. And if he is a full participant tomorrow, Friday, and he's ready to go, I think Diggs can be a guy that might slide up my rankings because a healthy Stefan Diggs is a top 12 wide receiver for me. Maybe not this week, but moving forward. Sure. No, a healthy Stefan Diggs is very potent and a, and a great weapon. And I would definitely say top 12 wide receiver rest of the season. If he's healthy, let's see, let's right. see if he is. Okay. So if he gets a full participation in practice tomorrow, I think Stefan Diggs is moving up my rankings. Schuster will probably stay right around that low end in middle of the road wide receiver three for me. All right. By the way, let's by, by the way, re- really quick, really quick. Thielen Diggs. I don't think Case Keenum's good enough to have two top twelve wide receivers on the same offense. No, Thielen will take a step back, but um, I think you're going to get one more decent week out of Thielen. Okay. Thanks for all the hearts. Whoever's giving us the hearts, we appreciate it on Periscope. We are doing Periscope a lot. We're doing Periscope Thursday and then Friday night at around seven thirty p.m. We are doing a live episode where we're taking callers and all that stuff. So um, we're doing pair. We're we're trying to push out as much content for you guys as possible. Different ways to reach us and watch us and all that good stuff. So we're doing Periscope Thursday. Download the Periscope app if you don't have it. If you're listening late to this on this podcast, or uh, or catch us and or catch us on Friday. Man, somebody's blowing our uh, tons of hearts here. I have a feeling it's your wife, Brita. It is Adam. Austin. No, of course. Thanks, Austin. Who has now given us 300 hearts. That's that's awesome. That seems a little excessive. I feel like he might have sat on his phone. <laughs> All right. We put him to sleep, and he just nodded off and hit the heart button too many times. All right. So <laughs> that was distracting. All right. So here's a guy that I feel like we need to talk about, Dale. I think it's important because he has, I think, been a letdown these last couple weeks, and overall this season, only two double-digit fantasy point games, even though I think the target numbers are mostly there, averaging about nine targets a game, and that's Michael Thomas, all right? He he came off of a pretty decent matchup last week against Green Bay, and the surprisingly good pass defense of Chicago is what's coming to, to the Dome this week, and so we all have him at five, but he's not a confident five for me. No, he's not. What are you? How are you feeling about Michael, Michael Thomas? I, I don't feel great about him. I'm betting on his talent, and I'm betting on the Saints' offense here. I mean, last game, he did have seven receptions for 82 yards. He didn't get in the end zone, but I think that's coming again. He hasn't had a touchdown, actually, since week four. Uh, week three and four, he had a touchdown in each of those games. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, against Green Bay, like I said, he had seven receptions for 82 yards. That's not bad. He he he'll continue that trend, I hope, and not perform right. like he did against Detroit with three and eleven. Seven for eighty something. It seems like it's more or less exactly what he'll give you. But you're just hoping he maybe scores a little bit more than he has. Two touchdowns through his first six games. You're hoping for better touchdown numbers from Thomas, who had double digit touchdowns last season in his rookie season. I think those numbers might correct itself a little bit. The offense, um, Definitely has been leaning on the run. There has been an absence, I, I think, of some of these receiving weapons with Ginn actually being uh, a little bit more productive these last few weeks. No Sneed. I, I don't think Sneed is really ever going to get into a full rhythm no. this season. I, um, I, I think you're. I think there's better days ahead for Michael Thomas, and they're going to uh, you know continue to rely on that Kamara Ingram option as well. But if you're looking for my, um, you know Michael Thomas to be a top three wide receiver this season. I don't think it's going to happen, but solidly a top 12 wide receiver rest of season and this week as well. What will change your mind? What What's going to make you rank him outside top 12? How many How many weeks does he have to put up a, uh, I don't know, 50-yard uh, game with no touchdowns? Like how many would change my mind if, is he gets, if he gets a couple weeks in a row where he doesn't have the targets. Right. Because you're still looking at nine targets a game. The target number is 8, 10, 8, 11, 6, 11. Super consistent. That's what I look at in, in, a, in a premier wide receiver. If I see either the offense completely take a dive or the target numbers take a dive, that's what would get me out. But four times this season, he's at a, at least 80 receiving yards. Makes me feel a little better. Fair enough. Okay. Yep. You know who I look to bounce back this week? I know it's not on our oh. sheet to... Uh... <laughs> you know it's really distracting? In our league of record, we have a chat just for that league. And I'm trying to, to check my phone for Periscope questions. And I just see something pop up from one of our league members. Shut up, Armando. No one likes you in here. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> that was doo-doo. <laughs> um, That's not nice. Anyways, somebody I think could really bounce back here this week is Demarius Thomas. Uh, where do you have him ranked, Christian? Uh, Demarius Thomas. You okay, have him ranked sorry. 16. Armando has him 16. Have you- I have him 13. He hasn't been there for some time, uh, but I just right. really like him. He's playing against Kansas City, who is one of the worst matchups, or I guess one of the best matchups for wide receivers in the league. I think they're bottom one or two uh, versus Surprising. wide receivers. Yeah, yeah, it is, right? Um, right. But. And so, yeah, man. Uh, they are matchup-adjusted fantasy points are allowed. 31st, so the second best possible matchup you can have for a wide receiver. Manuel Sanders is, you know, participating in some limited, you know, individual practice. Still feel like he's probably not going to give it a go this week. So, pepper in a lot of targets for Demarius. I think he's going to finally redeem himself another another good matchup this week. And looking forward, Demarius' schedule is phenomenal. So I think these next three weeks, Kansas City, Philadelphia, New England, you got to be very hopeful that this these are the weeks that Demarius finally starts to show something. Dude, really, I mean, it's it's like seven weeks in a row. Kansas City, Philadelphia, New England, great matchup. Cincinnati is okay. Oakland, Miami, Jets, and Indy. All that it takes you all the way to week fifteen. It's hard for me to believe that he's going to be and continue to be the guy that he has been. Uh, a couple of good weeks sprinkled in here and there. If he can get ten targets consistently, okay. So, um, Dale, I am going to don't look at it. You probably know this already. I'm going to draw out how many touchdowns. Demarius Thomas, you know, the one-time touchdown machine. How many touchdowns Demarius Thomas has this year? I want you to guess the number. One. Can you read that? Oh, yeah, good effect there. I like what you did there. Yeah. You, you, you see big, what that says you, right there? It's a big circle. It's a big zero. It's a zero. You know what? Let me put a line through it. <laughs> that is a Tom- zero. Demarius Thomas zero is a touchdowns. circle. So, no, I'm a circle. More like a sphere thing. 
going on. But zero touchdowns, man. Like, that's not good. Yeah. Still getting over eight targets a game, 65 receiving yards. It's not lighting the world on fire, but when you have an 11-yard game and a 9-yard game, that's going to skew the numbers. He's got uh, four out of his six games with at least 67 receiving yards. So the numbers should be better than they are. But something is up with this Denver offense. Something's up with Trevor Simeon. These matchups should return Sanders and Thomas to their former glory, you're hoping. But if it doesn't, this next two weeks are pretty big indicators of what the end of the fantasy season would look like for Demarius Thomas. Let's, uh, let's continue moving along here at the wide receiver position, going through our rankings on eatsleepfantasy.com. And, uh, you know, there's, you know, I would have wanted to talk about Jarvis Landry, but that game already is going on right now. Let's let's move on a little bit further. Um, we talked about Kareem Hunt. So let's, talk, let's continue talking about the Denver matchup and talk about Tyreek Hill. I have him at wide receiver 18. You have him much higher at wide receiver 12. How do you feel about Hill this week? It seems like you're okay despite the matchup. Yeah, I mean, the matchup isn't great, but uh, Tyreek Hill seems like he's kind of boomer bust, but really he's only had a couple of bad games in the first seven weeks. I mean, he had 125 yards on eight targets last uh, last week against Oakland. Um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, and he got a touchdown as well. He hadn't gotten a touchdown since week three before that, but he's he's a big part of this offense, and when this offense is playing well, he's going to play well. And I think that they uh, they're gonna do they're gonna do good against Denver. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I, I'm okay with that. I, I still think you got to play him. Uh, a guy that's been jumping out to the, on the screen to me, and somebody that we got to talk about, and we haven't talked about enough, is Nelson Aguilar. Right. He he seems to be outperforming, for the most part, Alshon Jeffrey this season. San Francisco's defense has been putrid both against the run and the pass mm-hmm. and Aguilar just seems to find the end zone like just just scores five out of a seven weeks he scored a touchdown even though he's got he's getting about 52 yards a game but you throw you know a touchdown in there you know 70 70 percent of the time that's going to give you some pretty good weeks and so even when he had a terrible week week two with nine yards added a touchdown to it you know, last three weeks, three straight weeks with the score. San Francisco's coming to town. What are you doing with Nelson Aguilar? Because this is a, a wide receiver duo in Jeffrey and Aguilar that I think can both post top 24 weeks. I have Nelson Aguilar ranked 23. Our consensus ranking is 25, which is where you have him at. What are you doing with him? How do you feel about him? Yeah, I, you know, he's he's definitely touchdown dependent um, with, you know, not counting the weeks not kind of the week that he had 93 yards before then. I mean, he always, he's only averaging around 50 yards per game, and he's getting bailed out by these touchdowns. This is a game, and and I would really, really strongly believe this, this is the game where if he scores, if he gets another 40 yards and a touchdown, you sell him as quick as you can because his upcoming schedule, he has Denver, then he has a bye, and then he has Chicago, which is doing well, Seattle, Rams, and the Giants all doing well. Um, all the way, and this goes all the way up to week 15. So this is the last week you can sell him that he's going to have a decent matchup. Um, maybe in a couple of weeks he plays Dallas after his bye, but I'm not banking on that. Right. I'm saying if if you can, if he plays well, this is a week to sell him. Yep. So top ten uh, pass defenses. Um, he plays in the following six weeks. He plays four of them, five of them. I'm sorry, and has his bye. So <laughs> that's in the ne- in the next seven weeks. I'm sorry. He has one good matchup. Five top ten pass defenses and is by, yeah. That is and horrendous. This goes along too. Uh, call me crazy, but it, same goes with Carson Wentz. And these are some tough matchups. And don't forget the buys are really important here too. If this is a, a redraft league, I think I'm going to sell Carson Wentz after this week. He should do fairly well against San Francisco. I'm selling him as good as he is. I'm selling him if you can get. If, if you have another decent quarterback or you could stream and you feel confident in streaming, you could sell Carson Wentz to a league mate for a really good 
wide receiver, a, a wide receiver one. Um, you know, I mean, I would even consider selling selling him for somebody like Keenan Allen or Doug Baldwin, um, right. or even a you know, depending on team needs, whatever it is. But this is you get my point. This is a week to sell Carson Wentz as well. You could sell him now, I think, because somebody might look at Den- like if you try to sell him next week, somebody look at might look at Denver then a buy and be like, eh, I'll hold off. But yeah. if you sell him now, somebody's going to look at San Francisco this week. They're going to take that trade, and you'll be sitting pretty with whatever you get back from. Yep. All right. Got two more wide receivers to talk about before we wrap up our show. But before we do that, I want to do a little tease there. I think, Dale, we need to tell our listeners about something new and exciting that's come across to us in Optima Sports. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, OptimaFantasySports.com. Go there, folks. This is really, really cool and really innovative and new thing that uh, just came out. They Optima Fantasy Sports, actually they're Optima Sports Group, and they've worked with some of the big um, NBA, NFL, and MLB teams. Kind of like, I don't know if if you've seen that uh, movie Moneyball. They kind of work in the same way. They have algorithms. They're working with you know PhDs and math and statistics and all that stuff, and they're bringing that to fantasy sports now, which is really cool. And so they've been working on this. Algor- they just launched, but they've been working on it for over a year now. And they delayed their launch. They wanted to do it, you know, obviously in the beginning of the fantasy season, but they wanted to get it perfect. They finally have it perfect. Worked out all the bugs, and uh, basically it's a uh, rankings and projection site. So you go there and using their algorithms off of stuff that really works. Um, you know, some of the other sites they take, and this is just an example, you know, they'll take something like the weather and the matchup and, uh, you know, if the quarterback is left or right-handed versus, you know, right-handed cornerback, they take all those stats. Optima Fantasy Sports weeded through every single thing that they can look at and only pick the important ones. So they're not taking irrelevant data and, and putting it into the algorithm. They picked out the best ones that are going to give you the best um, – output and put it into their algorithm so i believe in it i uh i really like it the best of all they emailed me and gave me a promo code for you guys to try out so if you were interested go to optima fantasy sports check them out uh if you subscribe to any of their services uh you can use promo code sleep all caps s-l-e-e-p and you can get 10 percent off so they're kind of throwing you a bone checking out it's it's a yeah, I think you can sign up for a month or a year. So even if you're not really sure how it works, sign up for a month and check it out and use our promo code and save you a couple of bucks. We, I say a lot that on our show, I want to make fantasy fun and I want to make fantasy entertaining because that's what a podcast should be. Now, if you want to dive in and you want to do the perfect complement to that is to go to a to someone like Optima that is giving you the perfect scientifically built lineup, right? And looking at the numbers, looking at all of these things to make the best possible projections. And I think we couldn't have asked for for a better uh, partner in terms of what we're looking for. I think Optima's blowing it out of the water and you guys are gonna be super happy with, with your subscription with them. Yep, cool. All right. Let's talk about a couple, uh, a couple more wide receivers, and uh, I think in the show. All right. So, a wide receiver here that I think we have to talk about, and this offense in general. We talked about it with Cam Newton, but let's talk about the receiving duo of Devin Funchess and Kelvin Benjamin, because we've been a little bit all over the place with these guys this season, and you know, there's been weeks where I'm trusting. Funches, this week I'm all in on Kelvin Benjamin. I think you are too. I am. We, yeah. We both have both guys inside our top 24. I feel like I'm doing so with Funches to kind of hedge my bets a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure one of these two guys will be a top 12 wide receiver this week. My money, <laughs> <laughs> my money is on Benjamin, right? Yeah. That's why I have him just outside. But I'm, I could see Funches being the guy. But I I'm not sure I can see both guys being incredibly productive, even against New England. So what are you doing here this week? I'm just I'm thinking out loud. This is my thought process when I'm doing my rankings. I got them both high. I think one of them is going to blow up. 
I would. Yeah. I'm probably going to end up having nice, you know, daily fantasy lineups with one or two of these guys and hope I hit right. Yeah. I mean, two weeks ago, Benjamin had nine receptions for 99 yards on 13 targets. Then last week, they played Chicago, a little bit more of a stout defense. He only had six targets and three receptions, but he did have 65 yards. This is going to continue. I think if Kelvin Benjamin can get eight to 10 targets, which he will against. Uh, against Tampa Bay this week because the matchup is very juicy. Um, he's not going to have any problems getting his 8 to 10 targets and be have a chance to be very productive and get his second touchdown of the season in week 8. Okay, fair enough. And so, I play these guys with confidence. I think you're going to get you're going to get production. Let's that that's about it for that. So we talked we talked about uh we talked about Josh McCown. I think it's time we finally talk about on this podcast the wide receiver options for the New York Jets. Don't sigh. <laughs> Jermaine Curse, Robbie Anderson, both coming in as wide receiver threes, 30 and 31 in our rankings. This week against Atlanta. How do you feel about these guys? Because I picked up Curse in a couple leagues. I, I think I, I picked him up in two or three leagues this week. I had him in a league already before consistently putting up numbers uh you know are you are you confident enough to start this guy uh no i'm not confident enough to start either one curse or anderson (laughs) um it's kind of interesting that we all have them back to back right after another you know we all have curse ranked one spot ahead of anderson right i think that's pretty interesting right um, no, I'm not confident in either one of them. I think Robert, Andy Robert, Robbie, Andy Robertson. <laughs> that guy, Andy Robertson, is not a football player. Andy Robertson, yeah. that guy works as an account temp at exactly. like IBM or something. Andy Robertson. Exactly. <laughs> the fuck. Look, <laughs> he's o- he's only had Ro- Anderson has only had more than ten targets <laughs> once this season. He's a big play guy. I'm not I'm nervous to rank I'm nervous to play either Anderson or Curse here. Curse only because I feel like he has more of a uh more of a positional receiver and can get those onesies twosies. Okay. I, I'm I'm okay with Curse. And I think Anderson has showed the last couple weeks that he's solid enough. They're both playing a ton of snaps and they're they're gonna be out there a lot. I think you can get seven, eight, nine fantasy points from each of these guys. It's not gonna, you know, it's not going to win you your week. But if you need to put somebody in on your flex or your wide receiver three position and kind of just hope for some, you know, some numbers there, you're not gonna get twenty fantasy points, but you're probably gonna get eight to ten. Right. Fair enough. I wouldn't say probably. Probably. With curse. You're going to make me pull up Curse's numbers, so I'm going to start sighing really quick. <sighs> Jermaine Curse. I'm pretty sure that dude has eight fantasy points in, like, four matchups already. All right, so in her standard league, he has at least eight fantasy points in four out of his seven weeks. So, yeah, probably. With yeah. one one big week of 18.4. But last three weeks, 9.8, 7.9, Yeah, man, eight to ten fantasy points. That's what he is. Yeah, okay. Is that surprising to you? Like, he's solid. Uh, no, it's not surprising. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. All yeah. right. Well, there you go. Okay. Fair enough. Stop doubting the guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All, right. That, All right. That wraps it up, man. That wraps up the yeah, wide receiver so. position, running back position, quarterbacks. Yeah, that's pretty good. I love it. I think this I think this is a pretty good episode. It breaks down our rankings pretty well. If you guys want more of our rankings, go to eastleepfantasy.com and uh, you can find rankings from there. eastleepfantasy.com slash rankings if you want to go directly to it. Hey, Dale. Christian. Oh, man. I was going to beat you to it. What were you going to say? I was going to ask you the difference between a piano and a fish. You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Yeah. Yeah. Tune, tune a fish. fish. Yeah. But you can tune a fish. <laughs> okay, anyways, well, that's okay. a really old Four. joke. No, wait, 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 man. Wait, wait. Live show, Friday. So by the time this episode comes out, Friday night, live show, catch us. We'll be tweeting about it at Eat Sleep FF. 
you know, if you have any questions for us, we'll be available for about an hour and a half. We do our live shows. Um, if you respond to our tweets, use hashtag five minute member. When you reply, we're still giving out prizes, t-shirts, whatever to, you know, randomly to people that tweet hashtag five minute member. You know, we will constantly be giving out t-shirts and little different things here and there. Um, that's yeah, it. We're, we're going to give something away at the end of the month to wrap up the whole month of five minute members. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do it yet. Somebody's going to get mad that we forgot about them, but we'll, we'll work something out. I probably shouldn't chew ice on the podcast. Nah, it's bad. really loud. Yep. There goes one bad rating. Fuck that guy. <laughs> All right, guys. For Christian Burrito, I'm Dale. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you guys uh, Friday live show. Later today. Dude, I brought the energy today. I feel it. I'm hyped right now. I want to go run through a wall. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Woo. Uh-huh. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. <laughs>